Welcome to Failure to Stop. This is Last Call, sometimes known as Last Call of the Day. Here at Failure to Stop, our goal is to keep first responders entertained and informed, and today is no exception. We're going to cover three news stories for you to, for you to stay away from the mainstream media. Uh, first, another Kennedy assassination plot, or was it? Uh, but at least t- this one was foiled, or was it? Uh, next, we're going to talk about a retired California police chief who was literally run down, sadly, by uh, some teens in a stolen car. We're going to talk about an outage at the MGM, and uh, we will debate whether or not the ransom was paid in poker chips. All that and what it means for John's weekend coming up on Last Call. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. Policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Well, guns up, getting up. Here we are. It's, it is, uh, what, Wednesday afternoon? Uh, that's what we do on Wednesday afternoon. We normally do uh, a little show called Last Call of the Day, and it is run by Eric Tanzi with his sidekick, co-host, and producer extraordinaire, Josh from from uh, Dead Leg Media. Eric is out of pocket. He's uh, he's actually in the chats if you're on YouTube right now. If you're watching this on replay, it would be kind of silly to try to chat with him. Uh, but um, he, is in, uh, he, he is at an undisclosed location, uh, the only disclosing I will do is that it's Tim Pool's compound. He's taking his kids to skate at uh, Tim Pool's count, uh, uh, compound, and it's uh, it's rather impressive that those kids get to do that. And those kids are rather impressive, by the way. With me today, I'm just going to sub for Eric a little bit. Hopefully, I'll fade into the background so you never have to hear me again. Uh, to my immediate, I guess it would be your left, my right or the other way around possibly, but it's Jonathan, uh, whose last name I almost gave away. He is at difficult to look at pictures on Instagram. He is my sidekick on the Thursday night show called Com center. And, um, he's going to join us today. And then to his immediate left or right, depending on how you're looking at the screen is dead leg media, Josh, Josh, take it away. Don't disappoint. Let's do this hockey. Well, kind of getting thrown into it here. Yeah, this there's a lot going on there. We we lost a jet and then found a jet that that happened over the weekend. Um, I'm, I mean, did you guys go look for it? No, I didn't need to. I want to I, circle around to the fact that Drew did not mention I'm his biological son. <laughs> why, why won't you acknowledge it, me? It's not Father's Day. Relax. Okay. <laughs> the year is young. <laughs> no, I, I heard that we finally found it, but man, that that generated some great memes. Babylon B had uh, the Marines out there walking around with the key fob trying to find yeah, it. Right, just hitting the button, seeing <laughs> if it would unlock. Yeah, I, I see. This is the problem with meme culture in general, and I'm sorry to jump in here, Josh, but uh, I, I don't know what's true and what's not true anymore. I don't know if they've recovered this thing or they haven't. And, and you know, here I am touting that we're trying to keep you away from mainstream media. Uh, by delivering the news to you, and I'm not a thousand percent sure of anything. But the thing is, that's the world we live in right now. So, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to bring you the most accurate information. Okay. 
because there's a lot of questions for that. We're we're not. It's not that we're not going to cover that. It's there. There's a lot more questions that we have answers for that. Like, how does a pilot eject on autopilot? Why does a plane fly on autopilot? Was the military following this? Was there other planes in it? Like, there's a lot of questions and not a whole lot of answers. Pretty pretty car, par for the course for for news these days. Yeah, and Josh, you're you're, you're basically a pilot. Uh, and uh, you don't do a whole lot of autopiloting, or, or maybe you do, but um, so is it possible that this thing was commandeered by like some Chinese spies and it's flying to Cuba as we speak? That's one of the rumors that's out there. There was a couple years ago that um, there was some articles that came out that there was some questioning whether the F-35 was able to be hacked. And I'll just say, if it's run by electronics, it could be hacked. Somebody has to design it. There's going to be a flaw. Everybody's like, it's all designed by humans right now. We're not completely at the, the age of AI. So it has the ability to be hacked. So the reason why they're not answering any questions is they're trying to find all these questions the same. I, I, I would guess that this is a big embarrassment to have like your prize, new big stealth fighter jet um, stealthily just avoid radar. So it's good for that. But then it crashed from being on. There's just so many questions that. And then everyone's wondering about the the safety stand down. Usually, when there's a mishap, that's pretty common. Yeah, so that's, that's common. not a conspiracy thing about oh they're going to ground all the planes or anything. John, I want to ask your opinion on this. Is uh, is this actually not a positive? Is this not a testament to how stealthy I was say, they like built it's it? A, it's so stealthy, even we don't know where it is. I thought it <laughs> right. was working great when everyone was saying we can't find the stealth fighter. I'm like, well, isn't that kind of the point? I thought yes. it was. I thought it was a great day for America as opposed to everyone else who's just fucking embarrassed. So Yeah, you just you picture a room full of uh, scientists or you know rocket scientists just like I thought maybe it was high-fiving like yeah, we lost it. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought maybe it was because those things usually have some kind of disruptive camouflage pattern that maybe it was just they they actually left it in the hangar but they they couldn't see it there. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I, you know wh who we could call in on this is uh, Wonder Woman. Now, I know she's aging a little bit, but she um, she should be the expert in this whole thing. She yeah. was kind of the inspiration of the of the uh, of the uh, invisible jet, so to speak. Yep. All right. So we have Eric Tanzi in the chat. He's saying send hearts, smash the like button. Uh, uh, listen to what Eric says, please, by all means. Uh, what we're trying to do is pay some bills here. We're sponsored by Factor Meals. Uh, if you go to factor.com slash uh, Wolfpack or use the code Wolfpack50, shall I say, you can uh, open the door to receiving a lot of these factor meals, uh, like a whole box full of them. And they'll come with some type of dry ice product. So, uh, and, and by the way, the first thing that my wife said when we got these things, do we stick these in the freezer? No, you don't stick them in the freezer. You stick them no. in the fridge. They're it's designed for food. you to, yeah, it's very fresh food. You, they're designed for you to consume within a week. And, uh, you know, it's basically your meal prep, probably right about the same price, you know, maybe with a little premium of what you would pay in the grocery store. Uh, and the smoothies are out of this world. So factor.com, uh, factormeals.com, go to the website, use Wolfpack 50, get your 50% off. Uh, don't be afraid. While everybody else is schlubbing through the uh, fast food drive through you could be sitting in the break room where you work. And everyone, you will draw like the pipe piper, everyone to the microwave in the break room, who, and everyone will be saying, what is that? 
The smell is delicious, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell them it's just some like oak citrus product, you know, something lumber chef would make, but only in a small plastic container. Josh. So if if you were running for president and your father had been assassinated and you had asked the Secret Service for protection, at what point do you think you'd start getting protection? Well, you I asked know for it or the polls when you start running for president, it's usually a good time. <laughs> Yes, I know that there's a protocol. There, there's it, it's like uh, it, it's somehow like convention minus 120 or something like that. It, there's actually like a, a date where people are assigned protection, but it, that can be waived at any time. It was waived for Barack Obama. Uh, I, I think it was waived for Donald Trump. Maybe uh, I, I could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure it was, but it can be. It can all be waived if there's a credible threat to somebody. You know, you can waive that. And, and if they're a viable candidate for president. Um, if your last name is Kennedy, you were born with a credible threat. Yeah. If your <laughs> the little guy should have come out of his mother's womb and into a Secret Service agent. And it should have been. Yeah. With the, with, yeah. With a, like a lead tarp. Like yes, that, they should have exactly. used like a lead tarp. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, so I, I think the silence from the White House is kind of deafening on this um, when you think it's about a, it. It's a bad they, look. I mean, because it, it kind of kind of says that uh, Biden would rather have the guy get off than have an actual contender for the Democratic nomination. Isn't That's that the truth? Like. I mean, he's it, it, what he's essentially saying is like, well, you're not a candidate. I'm the only I'm the only Democratic candidate, and the Republican I'm having indicted left and right. So, you know, we should be good to go here. Uh, it, it's just not a good look. I don't think it's Joe Biden specifically. Obviously, I think it's the people around him that are doing this. Uh, but well, of course, he doesn't he's, even know about it. I mean, yeah, he may not even know about it. He's 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 thinking it's Bobby Kennedy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like he he's no thinking idea. it's the dad. He, yeah, or Ted. Yeah, it could be right. He's, he could be thinking it's Ted. So, Josh, where was the uh, where was the campaign event? So they had a. Kennedy had a campaign event in California over this weekend, and he has hired his own private security team to, to work for him to provide security and work details and work these events because the White House won't provide Secret Service protection. And there was an individual that came up wearing not one but two badges and carrying not one but two guns, had an ID card, and was trying to get in. He, was, he approached the security and said that he needed to contact or was looking for a point of contact for someone. They said that he had no, the police and the people there had no idea what they were talking about. It was very quick that they realized that this guy wasn't what he was displaying or what didn't want it appear. So they detained him and quickly found out that this guy wasn't a U.S. Marshal and he had nothing to do with this. It shouldn't have been there. Yeah, the a U.S. Marshal with an EMS shirt, uh, he had, uh, I think, a shoulder holster and he may have had the, the he thigh had two holster shoulder holsters. Well. He had, he had, everything <laughs> um we're gonna play a little clip of the guy yeah show him josh if you got him uh available um so here he is we're we're gonna show a little clip of the guy uh it may be hard to hear him a little bit just because of the way the audio was recorded but um so tell your friends know, you and loved ones judge. to shut up while we play this you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> You be the judge on this. I mean, this was this was uh, released on his TikTok on July thirty first. So y you tell me if he's if he's got his stuff together. Oh shit, big homie Zoro over here. Shit, just the puta I needed to see. More like God's gangster. 
Shit, I hear you're the man with the plan. What's Shit. the word? I got it all. Actually, there's too much to tell you right now. So I want you guys to go over to Rumble, check out Icons 2020, Sarge. I will be speaking with him and Alex Collier. You're not retiring, homie. You didn't fucking ask me, dog. I need you, sport. My name is Adrian Paul Aispuro. First name, A-B-R-I-A-N. Middle name, P-A-U-L. Last name, A-I-S as in Sierra. P as in Paul, U-R-O. Calculate my full name in Gematria and calculate my last name in Gematria and do your fucking research on that last name and you'll know who you're fucking with. All right? I need to speak to the Hells Angels. I need to speak to the Mongols. Contact me at S-T-O-I-C, medic, M-E-D-I-C, 717 at gmail.com. Let's fucking break some kneecaps. Let's go for a ride, dog. Let's fuck it up. All right? I'm putting this planet on lockdown. DEFCON 1, regulators mount up, Stay-at-home orders effective now. That's what's happening. Take care of each other. Protect the women and the children. If I don't make it back, call the fucking president, your commander-in-chief, Donald J. Trump. Ooh. So... Okay, so let's uh, a few things to hit here. I know it was hard to hear. Um, I'm terrified by discount Michael Scott on this one. By the way, he he is very scary man with his <laughs> his uh, EMT shirt that he got at Savers. He was quite a quite a ways away from the microphone when he was talking, but uh, so he uh, he mentioned uh, Dramatria, which is if you don't know, is uh, like a numerical thing. I, I think a lot of the QAnon people use that. I, I don't. You know, I don't know for certain this guy's QAnon or whatever, but he's saying if you add up the numbers in my name in Gematria, it the, the, your the message is going to be very clear. I mean, you know, last night Taylor Swift, if you don't know this, released some kind of puzzle to get her followers to unscramble it to get her catalog released, uh, and and the answer to the is haircut, by the way. Uh, but so I don't know if in Gematria his no name spells out haircut but you know he's notifying the mongols he wants to rile the hell's angels um he he stands like a uh, a prisoner uh, according to his brother he doesn't have any criminal history but he stands there like you know he's been in prison before he's wearing an ems shirt he has two different badges two different guns uh so josh how credible is he as a security professional in your opinion I would say he needs to be right in there. They need to hire him. He might need to run Secret Service. Like they need to promote this guy. Like the the funny part about all this is, we're I'm reading from the New York Post, uh, and they in the Post when they wanted we talk about wanting to downplay things. Kennedy's campaign, which polling suggests he had one in five Democratic Party voters. Okay, so a guy just showed up armed at one of his events, and you want to inject. One in five. I don't care if one in fifty. If he's running for president, and someone, if 
His family has had threats in the past, and he's asking for help with dealing with this. And this show, like, at what point do we say, okay, maybe we give him some credit, but it, we're not the the Democratic Party. They're not. They don't want to give him a chance. They don't want to give him a shot. They don't want to give him a, uh, his platform to speak on because they're just going to try to ram through either Kamala or or Biden. They have their pick who they want. He's not it, so they don't want to get any support at all for any one thing what he has to do. John? I just wonder if, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald would have had a, a TikTok. If he if he would have been out there showing off his uh, his curtain rods and, and saying things like this, how does this guy's lethality compare to Sirhan Sirhan? It's so hard to know, you know? All, all I can tell you is that this guy is a, he's a joke. He's a wannabe of some kind. I can't, but, I, but wannabe what? gangster cop emt uh qanon person i can't tell what's going on with him other than he looks like he needs to be medicated and i'm not at all surprised that he wound up in a situation where uh he thought he was uh somebody important and he wasn't he seems to definitely have that whole delusions of grandeur thing going on yeah. um but uh i you know the the incident itself wasn't too bad i guess he showed up at this uh event and uh, said, hey, I'm here to work. And so-and-so said I could come here and be a security guard. And they look him up and down and they see that he's, you know, he's got his uh, his gap khakis on and his, uh, <laughs> his, you know, a bit overdone thigh holster there. And it was very No, easy. they were true 5'11s, I think. Were they? So it, <laughs> yeah, so it, it did get the impression that he was a marshal. Oh, did they say like, oh, those are 5'11s? That's the same thing as an like an actual badge? Like, no, 5'11s cancel out the fake badge, so now you're at least on neutral territory. It probably did go into like, but wait a minute. Those are proper. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they are 5'11, the new ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. He's, uh, he's like the only one who has less credulity as a security guard than I do. <laughs> that's, so, that's something. No, and you were actually a security guard. You were an officer, uh, th- threat threat detection officer, right? Uh, a, uh, I used to do ocular pat down so people came to Target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gavin De Becker is the the security firm that's handling uh, the Kennedy, uh, and there's apparently nobody better in the business anyway. But he was um, uh, he created a threat. He's a billionaire. Gavin De Becker is. He he created a. Uh, threat assessment system with the marshal service way back in the in the 80s and um and it was used to s- uh, screen threats to the justices of the u.s supreme court the u.s con uh uh congress and senior officials of the cia so um the guy's got some credibility the the security company has some credibility on on them i don't know if if uh it was necessarily the dignitary protective detail that surrounded um you know, the candidate that actually informed the LAPD, I think it was just probably uh, like a post stander at the door that was like, uh, hang on a second. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> you just wait right here. Uh, and he came back with two cops. Uh, I, I can tell you this from my experience in uh, secret service. Like uh, I was on a secret service task force for quite a while, three years uh, during election season, by the way, so it was kind of busy at times. I was on a financial crimes task force, so I was not part of the dignitary protection. However, by virtue of being in the Secret Service, like being in the field office in Tampa, obviously I had a direct link to the Secret Service, and I was the perfect kind of liaison go-between 
between my agency, which is a rather large law enforcement agency, and the Secret Service. So I, I got not only a peek behind the curtain, I was pretty much the liaison between the Secret Service and, and our agency when it came to um, protective details and such. And, and, I, and you know, I, I'm not saying this to give away tactics or secrets, but the, the way to describe it is like there, this is very controlled smoke and mirrors. Like it's, it's kind of like there needs to be an illusion that everybody is everywhere at once. And in actuality, they do a very, very, very good job at doing that. They, they do a very good job at picking up on stuff. And some of the uh, things that you, you know, like the, the, the common people don't know about, like, you know, some of the video surveillance that may or may not be used or whatever. Um, but th there's also this uh, uh, robust intelligence process. When a candidate is coming to town, when when anybody's coming to town, I guarantee the Gavin DeBecker organization does the same thing. They contact law enforcement, local law enforcement. They say, okay, who, who have you dealt with recently that, that has been a threat? Who have you committed recently? Who have you arrested recently? Or they have a list of threats and they say, hey, can you tell me if these guys are out and free right now? And they, yeah, you know, I actually, I took one of those calls once when it was a incident or excuse me, shift commander at the penitentiary. They called and they wanted to know if inmate so-and-so was still in custody because he had sent a baby powder to a judge once. And so he was technically on their suspected terrorist list. So I had to remind him, yeah, yeah, I saw him just about half an hour ago. He's still here in prison. So they absolutely do do that before they arrive anywhere. And that was when Hillary Clinton was in town. And I have no doubt that uh, these guys are probably just as good or better than the Secret Service. So maybe he doesn't even need that protection. Yeah, I, I, and I don't doubt he, like, he probably has retired Secret Service or retired CIA or whatever, like, in the ranks of his, you know, probably running the operation. So uh, I'm pretty sure that they have good relationships with local law enforcement and stuff like that. So, um, but they're not going to have the full resources and capabilities of the U.S. government in the form of the Secret Service. It's not official. He's having to pay for that. So, um, you know, what's fair is fair. I, I, I do think that the guy, there, there is a credible threat. When you hear the name Kennedy, you don't think of, well, these guys were just like a great family. You know, you don't think bootlegger or you don't think, uh, you know, uh, Massachusetts. You think, well, two of them were assassinated. And yeah. here, a third one is in the same city 52 53 years later 55 years later doing a campaign event and um some guy shows up and he's got guns all over the place and and so you know was it an assassination attempt or was this guy just crazy or did was he really kind of led to believe that he could be part of the security detail or whatever who knows i i, I don't know the answer to that he was thrown in jail for um his concealed firearm but um <laughs> You know, the crazy thing is, suppose this plays out like in the worst way. Suppose we got a Kennedy running for president and uh, somebody like this does uh, does uh, assassinate him. Like, uh, you know, Biden's not granting this protection or whatever, but that's going to look so bad for Biden if we have a Kennedy running for president that gets assassinated on his watch. Why that that is that alone is reason enough just to avoid the political fallout of allowing something like that to happen, because even if you don't like RFK Jr., you know, uh, having another Kennedy killed on your watch, that's just bad. But I mean, at this point, Biden has so much going wrong on his record that, as I alluded to earlier, he probably doesn't know about. And the DNC, of course, is he's just a sacrificial lamb or 
a puppet for them, so they don't really yeah, care about it. Is. But 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 I just it would be the worst look in the world for the DNC and Biden if something did happen to the guy, and for that reason alone, they should protect him. Yeah. And you, you, the Secret Service can't say that they're not looking into credible threats because just last month they killed a guy in Utah that was quote a credible threat when they went to go raid him, and he was making threats against Biden allegedly. Was that the FBI? So, or was that the Secret Service that did that? The FBI did the raid, but they're they're all involved in the in the investigation. But if they're not investigating things for Kennedy, they're only investigating things for one party. Then they're not going to be aware of all this other stuff. Uh, speaking of things that that is going on in the periphery, do you guys um, do you guys understand how much uh, MGM Grand, what the different, how many different casinos they have in Las Vegas? Uh, no, I do, I mean I know it's a network. I don't know. No, I don't know the answer to that. They've got quite a few. And last week, around September 11th, they had a cyber tech that took down. Their slot machines, room keys, ATMs, computer operations, and various other MGM properties. So this hack happened, and everything went down. And then there was people on Twitter. You couldn't get into your your a room. You the slot machines weren't working. They couldn't get people to check in. There was this big old mess. But this gets truncated over several different properties because they have multiple different properties in Las Vegas. So it's not like it's just one hotel. And then if you've never been to Vegas. It's not like a hotel, like a hotel, like Motel 6 or something like that on the side of the freeway. These hotels are massive, massive facilities. And there's, what, 20 or 30 of them on the Strip? Not just sure, in June, yeah. but all the different ones. So there, there's these massive, mass, so there's thousands of people that are have to deal with this. So MGM is not saying too much. They're saying that they were working with the uh, the government on the FBI and trying to to get it back. And the other side of it, they're saying that we're not going to say anything. We're going to let MGM do the talking because some people are reporting that they have paid a ransom. Some people are saying that they have not paid a ransom. No one's officially reporting that they've, the, the people that have, that took the, the site down or took their information, they haven't said anything about a ransom. Uh, it's reported that Scattered Spider is the group that's done it and they allegedly took six terabytes of data along with locking them out of their systems for a period of time. Uh, as of today, they still they've got all of their systems back, so you can check people in. You go to hotel rooms and then waste all your money at slot machines and all that other fun stuff. But the data they they haven't said anything about the data or anything about that yet. John, what if this was uh, a, a plot, a uh, deep like conspiracy, an, an Ocean's Eleven styled fun caper? No, or... no, not a fun caper. A, oh. a plot to to push people into using some type of digital currency. Oh, I, I I have no doubt of that. I mean, even Taco Bell doesn't take cash anymore. I mean, <laughs> that's the only place. That's the only place you can get the off-brand Mountain Dew, uh, Mountain Dew Cherry Blast or whatever. Right? And that's Baja Blast, and it is not off-brand. It is the premium Mountain Dew. Just so you know, it has uh, the, the legitimate uh, uh, taste of Southern California. So. Uh, apparently, what happened when uh, when they when this occurred, I, I don't think they completely shut down. I think that they actually had to go to a cash system. So if you were gambling there and you won, you know, you, you print out the ticket. You don't go to a machine and get paid, or you don't you get paid out in cash. And and you had to put in cash in the slot machine or you had to put up cash in the uh you know whatever to get your chips or whatever so 
um, you know, this this actually is the argument against like this. You know, OK, so you want to go to this uh, cashless society, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, just like Josh said at the beginning, I mean, you know, your refrigerator can be hacked. So I, I wouldn't think it would be a good idea to make the currency system. Uh, well, it could be it could be hacked, but it can also be controlled. You know, um, it's very easy for the government to just take over. I know what you're saying. Well, John, that's a far right wing uh, crazy thing to say. Cyprus took over the bank accounts like that was like 10 years ago that they were in financial crisis on the island of Cyprus or whatever. And they're like, well, we need money. And some people here have some in bank accounts. So that's ours now. And, you know, I'm sure that was done with computers. Of course, you know, you hope that uh, Cyprus or whatever actually has some kind of cash but or or chips in the case of mgm but if if you're being paid you know digitally and the currency is issued by the government the you know and the government can control that just as easily as logging into your wells fargo i mean if all of a sudden if you have the wrong ideas or say the wrong things you could be demonetized like a podcast it's just it's um it's infuriating and terrifying and it's definitely going to happen because it was foretold in the bible so get ready for that everyone <laughs> Well, I don't remember. Maybe that was in Jesus 101. I, I just don't remember anything about the in, MGM. In it the was Bible. in Revelations. They didn't make specific re reference to MGM oh. just because we don't want to appear like, you know, like we have our favorite casinos when Jesus loves all the casinos equally. But it was in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, towards the, it's towards the back. Is it is towards, think... towards the end? Yeah. <laughs> right here's, before here's the end another... of the world. Yep. Here's another doom and gloom. If you think, if you try to conspiracy think back, if you want to test an attack, if you want to test before you do something, you can test these systems and shut all this down and see what happens. You don't necessarily have to cause, a, like, like destroy anything. You could just cause chaos and just watch and see what disorder and see all the chaos and see how unorganized things are or see how organized things are. Because if you, like, if you go like to like a, an event, like, uh, hurricane we've gone through hurricanes we we know we can set stuff up for that we know what's going on so then when you have something like the maui fires there's no one in charge there's so when you think further further back and i don't have every one of these up because i told drew when i was talking about this i feel like i'm going to have these little pins and conspiracy theories and lining them all together but over the past two or three months within the emergency lighting community i've had several people ask me about Hey, is 911 down wherever you're at or wherever this is at? And that's been happening over the last two or three months that 911 systems have been going down over for periods of 12, 24 hours. So think about that when you're at home. It's the one thing when you're trying to check into your hotel so you can't go gamble. It's another thing if a 911 system goes down. So this this could be just a cyber attack. It could be just someone trying to get money or it could be something even like further deeper. I was uh, telling Josh uh, when I was the administrator over a, a 911 center, we had we had an outage. We didn't know about it for about two hours. Like it just seemed unusually quiet. And then all of a sudden, we started getting phone calls from area agencies who were picking up our, you know, like our overruns. We had no idea there was an outage. Uh, it turned out to be some kind of like uh, like a fail safe failed. You know, and uh, so, you know, some contracts were terminated over that. There was a, a rather large investigation that came with that. So I, I don't know truly the whole outcome of what the investigation was because the county itself did the investigation, not the agency. Um, so it's quite possible that it could have been taken down. It, it's, it's also possible that it could have just been an equipment malfunction. And across the U.S., you know, everybody is updating to next gen 911. So 
you know, maybe the software is not keep, keeping up with the hardware or vice versa. But, John, have you experienced anything like this uh, recently? Uh, we have outages all the time periodically that will affect certain customers and, and, and others. Uh, our, our, our 911 is now largely Internet-based, so it's serviced by Lumen or what was formerly called CenturyLink. So sometimes it can happen where certain customers in, in geographic areas won't be able to dial 911, um, and they, they usually will inform us of an outage of that. Uh, but if there's ever a widespread outage, we have contingency plans for continuity of operations. You know, we, we are able to convert over to just completely old style phones and we're able to keep that going. So I know we don't really want to get on a rabbit hole of what happens with 911. But I think Josh makes an interesting point that you can have something like this where you have some kind of denial of service attack just to see how quickly and how, how much they respond. And if you ever wanted to uh, carry out a, a larger, uh, you know, cyber warfare attack, doing little, you know, uh, smaller games like these to see what the next steps are, or what the counter move is so that you can prepare for that and, and make an even bigger strike. I, I could totally believe that. The bottom line is, is that unless it's just <laughs> like you said, literally hardware, not keeping up with software or someone spilled a Coke in the keyboard. Uh, somebody probably did this, you know, MGM's not small time. We talked about, um, uh, Joe, uh, Joseph Kennedy or Robert Kennedy Jr.'s, uh, security team, you know, being, uh, former Secret Service and all this. MGM, the people that they're employing for their cybersecurity, uh, they're the people that you see in movies, the the Justin Long types, you know. <laughs> just watch that one Die Hard with Justin Long. It's exactly like that. They have they have people that, that do real shit, and uh, they, they have billions of dollars to protect, and they're very serious about that. So for them to go down, uh, I, I truly believe something serious happened there. Yeah, so our final story also comes from las vegas and this one's a rather this is a sad one uh there were at least one teenager i don't know how old the other one is they're not releasing the age or names of the other guy or the passenger but the driver was a 17 year old driver um driving through las vegas in a stolen vehicle one of i guess several vehicles that was reported that they were involved with hit and runs several hit and runs uh including a retired police chief on his bicycle they ran him down and drove off and left his body there. His uh, daughter found, or they, his daughter came to the scene because they got the alert from his Apple watch that there was some, something happened. The G force alerted and alerted the family and they started to come to him. By the time they got there, the, the daughter got there. They'd already taken the, the his, their dad to the hospital. Uh, they've made an arrest. It's 17 year old. They haven't released his name. And the video, if you want to, we're, we've we debated about whether we're to show the video or not, and it's rather gruesome. It's heartbreaking because you know that the guy dies. So, and it's not like it was an accident. They intentionally drove from one side of the road to the other. They're saying hit that mother effer, and then they hit him, laughing, and they just drive off, leaving someone dead. Watch this. Watch this. So this, uh, like. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just thought it was a little gratuitous to show the video, and, and Josh and I talked about it. He kind of agreed. W if you want to watch the video, just look on the internet. It went viral, and it's it's sick. It's a sick world we live in right now. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, we, we do breakdowns of, <laughs> of dramatic police shootings on the on Fridays, uh, every Friday. But uh, So I get it. But these kids were joyriding. I call them kids. Uh, hopefully, or in fact, I know that they're going to be charged as adults. I'm pretty sure anyway, but they were out joyriding in a, in a stolen car. Uh, they were like Bella Clava masked up, you know, like 
hiding their identity with cell phones, filming everything. And they were just playing Grand Theft Auto. They were just like, they ran into, they, they tried to pit, you know, a vehicle driving down the road. And, you know, within a quarter mile, they see, it's just, it's kind of eerie to see this, this poor man. I mean, he, he retired in 2009 from Bell Police Department, uh, Bell, California, apparently. Uh, just salt of the earth, humble human being. His daughter was in law enforcement. And, you know, just if you hear her speak, she's just, you could tell she was just like raised by loving people. And, and she specifically said like, uh, you know, here's his image here. Just, she specifically said, look, don't make this into anything political and don't make this into anything racial and don't make this into anything other than what, what it is. It's, it's too, you know, two guys in a car and they intentionally ran him down and they murdered him. It's, it's got, you know, from a social standpoint, it really doesn't have anything to do with anything else other than maybe, you know, the thought that our juvenile justice system is completely in shambles, which I firmly believe. Um, But, you know, here, this guy served his community for, for his whole life. Essentially, he, he got out of the business. He retired in 2009 and nine, and he was, uh, working a remote security job. So he relocated his family to Las Vegas because I think that's what a lot of, uh, California police officers do when they retire. I think your money goes a little bit farther and you, you're still in the same climate and, uh, there's no state income tax. So, uh, he was, it was six 30 in the morning. He's out for his, his, uh, daily bike ride. And, and these guys just start egging each other on, Hey, go get them, get them, watch this, watch this, watch this. And, uh, it's just, it's very sad to see his last moments. Uh, cause he never saw it coming. You know, he was, he was pedaling in the opposite direction or in the same direction they were driving. Now they're, they're reason why that I wouldn't say the reason why we're covering it is, but there's a lot of places that just aren't covering this. They don't, they're not covering it. It's not being plastered all over the mainstream media. And like the family said, they don't want to make it political. And I don't think I want to try to make it political either, but at the same point, the races of these individuals were evolved. If these were flipped, same dialogue, everything, we just change the race. This would be all over 24 seven for the next two to three weeks, all over the news. This would be all over CNN. Biden would be out there kneeling with the families like this is this is the problem that we're that we're talking about. And the reason why the the podcast and everything that we do that we highlight some of the things that we do highlight is because no one else is talking about it. This gentleman lost his life. His family lost a father. They lost their their husband. They're they're grieving. They're they're over this. And it's not that we need to throw them all in the spotlight for this. But if we're going to throw cases in the spotlight and we're going to make cases about race, we're going to do things about race. We're going to do these kids ran over a white dude for fun. And if, unfortunately, you know, what you're alluding to is if the situation was reversed uh, in terms of its racial politics, what we've done is we've created uh, some people that are worth more than others. You know, uh, if someone if someone else had been run down, uh, we would have cared about them. But, you know, in terms of uh, at least media coverage or how sensational it is, uh, this doesn't matter. You know, it, he would have mattered more if his race had been different. That's the situation that we've created with our news media and our media has done it, of course, without recognition recognition of what they're doing or any conscience about it. And it's just terrible because uh, it, it's a tragedy no matter who's concerned. 
the greater social issue. It's, I mean, listen, I, I am not a fan of, of what you're positing that look, if you flip the, the roles, then obviously, you know, this would be outrage and blah, blah, blah. But this case is a clear demonstration of that. You're hundred percent right. And it, it's the same. It would be along the lines of if George Floyd were a big, you know, if George Floyd were Jonathan uh, in his frame and a white guy with a very, you know, questionable beard, uh, would would America be outraged? Would 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 there be burning dumpsters in the street? Would there be, you know, courthouses on fire? Would there be, um, you know, John's Life Matters movements and, and all this other stuff? And the answer is no. Like, no. And, and it's just very easy to pull the race, racial button and just say, look, you know, it's, it's obvious because he was a black man, but you know, none of especially in George Floyd, none of that ever came out at the trial. I mean, there was nothing that the race had nothing to do with it. His criminal activity had everything to do with it. And the officer went a little too far and he's paying the price for it in this situation. I mean, the, I think the greater social issue to, th- to look at is juvenile justice in general. There's, there are no consequences. There, there, there are no, like, here, here in Florida, you, uh, the worst you're going to get is 21 days. And, and that's, that's after a long process. Like the worst you're going to get is 21 days in some kind of juvenile detention facility. And you know what they do in a juvenile detention facility is just teach each other how to commit crimes. And it's, it's really like, it's the lowest, it's the same, you know, we'll call it 6% of the people. It's, it's the revolving door of the same kids coming in and out of there. So, um, if you want to fix something, let's fix that. I am I'm really, uh, tired of hearing about this bullshit school to prison pipeline. I, I think that that was created in California by, uh, Californian, you know, politicians or administrate school administrators who are too afraid to dance around the issue that, um, there are fatherless homes, therefore there is a lack of discipline in the young black man and or young black child, and sometimes that relates to bad behavior in school, and the school did not want to look like that they were disproportionately targeting black kids for punishment, so they just stopped punishing people altogether. So now there's no consequences in school for misbehavior and there's no consequences on the outside for misbehavior. It's, it's a uh, supposedly rehabilitative system, not a, not a punitive system. And this is what you get. It doesn't matter who's driving the car, the black kid or the white kid. This is what you get. There are no consequences. They they stole another Hyundai or another uh, whatever they're stealing these days. And they're like, let's have some fun with this. And they ran somebody off the road, could have killed them. And then they literally, murdered this guy who who gave his life i mean you know there's no indication that they knew he was a retired police chief there's there's obviously an indication they knew he was a white guy i mean but you know is that why they ran him down i I think it was more just fun and mischief but that's pure murder it's it's like senseless without consequences let's just have fun like making somebody's life miserable you know at at a minimum you know you're going to cripple that guy because like I, I can guarantee you that I would say all three of us are doing okay in life financially, but we could all three use some more money. So what's stopping us from robbing a bank? The consequences of robbing a bank, getting shot while robbing a bank, 
having to deal with being arrested for robbing a bank, getting away from robbing a bank, getting put in jail for robbing a bank, being in jail for robbing a bank, going to prison for robbing. There's all these consequences that we have, but we're just not using any of them anymore because we're just releasing everybody from personal accountability. We're telling people, okay, you can go do this because society thinks that because of your race, it's okay. We're just not going to, we're not going to prosecute these things or we're not going to look at these things. Well, the problem is, is if the person that's breaking into your house gets let out before you're fixing your door, they're going to come right back in later on the night, right back in your house. This happens all the time. We can point a case out. I can Google right now, instantly pull a case up of somebody that was murdered that by someone who otherwise in any other time in history would have been locked up. But because of this cashless bail system, or we want to reform this, we want to reform the justice system. Start with your district attorneys. You did start right there. You did leave a, a big one off your list of reasons why, you know, associate normative people don't go out and, and rob banks. And it's because we have empathy. You know, uh, kids grow up and they're they're self-centered. You know, a child you know, only cares about itself until it is taught empathy. So since Tansy's not here, I'll, I'll just go ahead and drop it. This is a case of parental illness. And I don't <laughs> want to get in the soapbox about that. But it's like uh, we do have parents out there who are uh, causing these problems that basically by having sex, having children, and then uh, at that point dissociating themselves from it. And I, I can say that with some conviction. Uh, I took a 911 call last week where uh, a, a mom was uh, troubled by her son's failure to comply with the rules of the house and failure to go to school. And while venting to me, she said, uh, you guys, uh, you, you, I've got this 15-year-old who won't listen and who won't go to school. And you're all, you all are forcing me to take care of him. Who invented that shit? Like that, that was literally what she said to me. Like she was appalled <laughs> by the idea that a mother might have some, some actual responsibility some for raising <laughs> a child. And I, and I, I didn't say anything cause I'm a pro, but I'm like, you want to know why your son acts this way? It's because you, he's a burden to you that you want to force off on the government. She literally called the police on him and said, don't come here and counsel him, take him away. Um, uh, and I imagine these kids were probably a lot like that, where they were, they were at a point where they were beyond help, but where should they have gotten that help? And I'll just finish up my little tansy round to say a parent should have been taking care of them at some point. You guys are both taken care of by parents. That's why you're not robbing banks. I just wanted to add that to your list. Yeah, I, I do. I, I see Wayne said it in the chat. He hit the nail on the head. It's, it's not necessarily the fear of consequences. It's the, it's the uh, foundation of morality. Like I, I just, you know, Josh knows, and I know, and and John knows. It's it's not even a high horse issue, but I, I just know robbing a bank is wrong. Like you, you're putting people in fear. You're you're stealing something that isn't yours. You're you know like, but just just like Josh said, there is no there's no um like nobody has to take responsibility for anything anymore. Like listen, uh, tangent time here. If if Lauren Bobert. Like, look, I, I get I get the horny divorcee shtick. Like she's going through a divorce. She's in her 40s. Uh, she's a party girl to begin with, probably, you know. Uh, and so she she gets a little handsy and she gets hands teed, uh, if that's even a word, in in a uh in a theater, and you know, she's vaping, which is disgusting to begin with. I mean, let's face it. I always said that. Uh, the E in e-cigarette is uh, the final E in douche. But uh, so, so if she had just said, look, guys, um, 
before, even before the, like she got kicked out. So she, so now she's being held to account and everybody is trying to reckon with the, what she says on the floor in her nice little suit versus what her actions were that night in the theater. I mean, it would be easy, easier in my opinion to stand up and say, look, I, uh, thought the lights were out. I definitely am embarrassed by what happened. Uh, it should have never happened. I'm an adult. I know better than this. I'm a mother. Uh, I, I know way better than this. And um, I, I, I've let you down. I, I, I failed you. Uh, my apology probably means nothing to you, but um, I've got some things to fix, and, I, and I'm going to fix them. And I'm not perfect. And if it means then, uh, if it means I'm not going to be reelected, then it means then then by all means choose somebody else, but I'm still me. I still, uh, I, I, I have issues and I'm a human and, you know, I have uh, very strong Eric Tanzi animalistic uh, sexual needs. Uh, I, I'm still in the voice of Lauren Boebert, by the way. Um, so, you know, she just, uh, if she had just come clean and kind of said, look, I fucked up. I, I, I'm really bad at this uh, divorce thing, uh, but I know better. She didn't do that. She just was like, no, no, I wasn't vaping. There was uh, mist from the um, from the uh, from the Beetlejuice from the play. That's what everybody saw. Then, of course, they show her, you know, vaping on the thing and blowing the smoke out. And she's like, okay, I, maybe I don't remember it as well, but I guess I was vaping, and I apologize for that. And then there's a stupid apology that her team puts together, and it's disingenuous. And She, you know, she said get, she didn't remember vaping from all the hardcore Schedule 1 narcotics she was on. Right. Like, I had done two lines of Coke. What do you yeah, – What do you? Like, are you people superhuman or something? Do you remember that? When you that? guys do Coke in the morning, you're going to tell me you remember anything that happens that day? <laughs> right. I was shit-faced. I mean, it, like, it was hard enough keeping my car on the road. I didn't even know I was at Beetlejuice. I thought I, w- I thought I was at the Capitol. I thought I was I voting. Be- I thought I was voting on a spending bill. I, I, I thought I that completely- was Matt Gates up there. I thought Beetlejuice was real. <laughs> I didn't want to say uh, Kennedy three times fast. Uh, so I, I don't know. Again, we're we're going with the question of morality here, and she's if she had just kind of like, in my opinion, if she had just said, "Look, I fucked up." I mean, it, tell me that would not have been a breath of fresh air in today's society. Nobody says it anymore. They they just they put a spin on it. Well, ironically, they won't say the f word because it's like uncouth. But they'll do things like that. Like I, I would I would prefer them just to just to say, you know what, I'm kind of uncouth that I've fucked up at a Beetlejuice concert. What an embarrassing moment for me. Now back to the spending bill, you know? Here's how you take that and you can you spin it. So you take that and you go, yeah, I screwed up. I should have done better and all that. But at the same time, you know, we have camera footage of this from the security cameras from this, but we don't know who brought cocaine into the White House. So let's... Now, let's, I, let's... But to me, that's, that's horseshit too. That's, that's like... Why? What do you need to point anything else out for? That's got nothing to do with you. Like, just I, I agree that the press is focused on her and they're completely dropping the ball, which is why we titled today's thing like, you know, the things that the media is not telling you. But it, it's, it, you know, it's it's a personal thing to her. Like, if she had said, look, I'm a 40-something-year-old woman who's been tied to the same dude for the last 10 years. 
I am spreading my wings. Don't tell me none of you have ever been in this position. I am banging everything that moves at the moment. I am trying to get my shit together, get this divorce settled, and move on with my life. If you would all just leave me alone about that, I would appreciate it. I understand that I was uh, not acting like I should have acted, but the lights were out. It wasn't anything I was doing, you know, in the middle of Broadway on in uh, Nashville uh, during broad daylight. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, w- I wouldn't even cast light on something else. That's just kind of, that's well, the Democratic playbook, in my opinion. Yeah, it's also just the playbook of, frankly, much younger people. Drew, do you know what this gesture means? Have you ever seen this before in your life? Shame. Shame. Josh, have you ever seen this before? Are you familiar with this gesture? Kids these days, and I know I sound like a very old guy when I say that, they don't have shame at all. So when you call them out on vaping at a Beetlejuice concert or doing whatever, there, there's always there's always some context in which it's not so bad. Well, so-and-so was doing this, or, you know, I'm going through this right now, or such and such of the thing is happening. No one will just come out and say, like, I'm ashamed by my my behavior and I should do better. There's There's no shame anymore. It comes down to, well, that was taken out of context, essentially. Uh, you know, if Lauren Boebert wants to talk about anything else going on in her life, she's saying, well, you're missing the context of I'm going through a terrible time and a divorce and, you know, there or that I didn't think other people could see me. And uh, our whole society is now without shame. And actually, Eric mentioned it last night on uh, the True Crime Tuesday that, tu- that shame can help you be a little bit more accountable and and fearing shame in the future is uh, something else that these kids are missing, uh, the ones that ran down the police officer. You know, have they ever felt shame about anything they've ever done before? That's one more consequence that has been withheld from them by both a, uh, you know, a competent criminal justice system and by their parents. And it's the same thing for for Lauren. She doesn't have any shame. She doesn't know what that feeling is. Otherwise, it would it would restrain her from doing things like this. And honestly, if you want to, if you still want to smoke, but you want to avoid shame, smoke real cigarettes. I mean, <laughs> tobacco is all natural. It is made by hardworking Americans, salt of the earth people. It does make you cool. Just ask James Dean. I fully agree with the whole douchebag thing. So yeah, Laura, just smoke actual cigarettes next time. Smoke right, them on the John- house floor and you'll have my respect. John is going to teach kids to smoke. That's a, that's our next episode of the Com Center. Uh, you know, and, and like, tell me you wouldn't have a little more, uh, tell me you wouldn't be more shocked yet at the same time been brought back into reality. If she just looked into the camera and said, that was in the theater. You should have seen what we did when we got back to the fucking Weston. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so like everyone to be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Enough, enough, enough. So I, I, I just think that being a little bit more honest about it, actually taking responsibility. And she, you know, I, I did see that she was like ambushed by a TMZ style photographer and they asked her a few questions and she was a little bit more humble about it. But, you know, those are all a fucking setup anyway. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is her, you know, being somewhat humble about it or some sort of acknowledgement of falling short of her own values. You know, that was that was that's second down. That's after you have already failed to really allay the controversy and you're getting a second shot at it, you know. Uh, and and this isn't the biggest controversy in the world, but it but it is a nice prototype for pretty much all the controversies we have about people in the public eye. Like, of course, you know, they're going to let us down at some point, but you also have to say, well, why are you in this position if you don't know better? Like, why are you in a position of leadership in this country if you're going to behave this way? Like, yeah, if if, if you're someone that can't behave better than, you know, Eric Tanzi, you should probably not be in Congress. Parental illness. So I I don't know. I mean, it's just, and then a lot of people piled on with, 
well, that guy owns a bar and he's hosted drag shows and he's a Democrat donor and all this other stuff. Like, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't give a flying fuck about that. Like, I mean, if, if, if this were pre meeting my wife and fucking AOC were serving me drinks, you know, and I was single, I, I don't give a shit about her politics. I, I, until it becomes an issue, obviously, but until she's standing outside your front yard at the fence crying because they won't close down your house. <laughs> just like, he made me drink from a toilet. <laughs> uh i mean you know it's kind just, of a weird fetish but that's all right <laughs> right I, i'm just i'm just being honest about it i mean like she, who gives a shit the guy was a democrat and she's a fucking like uh, all of that is for show let me tell you something for certain uh there's a there may be this myth that i don't know what goes on at the capitol uh, but, but I've had private tours with Capitol Police officers that I know personally as well, and uh, they tell me all the same thing. Uh, actually, I have somebody else, a uh, friend of a, uh, a family member of an old friend, we'll call it. There was a staffer for a while. Um, when When they're not on the Senate floor arguing in front of the camera, they are fucking having the exact same conversations you and I are having and Josh and I are having like, it is not the theater that you, th it's theater when the cameras are on. Yeah. Every once in a while, they may get a little heated back there, but they're it just, you know, this is the same thing I say about for all you cops out there. This is the same thing I say about the criminal justice system and you rapid getting all wrapped up in your cases and all this other stuff. Too many things can go wrong because let's not forget this. The prosecutor is an attorney, the defense attorney is an attorney, and the judge is an attorney. So the three of them go to a place called, uh, you know, we had we had a place here in Tampa called Fort Greenfields, wonderful little Irish establishment. It had a thatch roof and, you know, ice cold harp on tap. And come 4.15 p.m. or, you know, 2.30 on a Friday, they're all sitting at the same bar. And they're all having the same conversation and they're all making fun of the cops or they're all making fun of the criminals that appear in their courts. Now, I mean, I, I had no reason to doubt that they could be objective when it was time to put the robe on or when it was time to be a defense attorney or, or a prosecutor, but they're, they're all in the game together. And, and this is, you know, kind of more deep state Washington stuff, not even deep state, but swamp stuff like we're putting these people there to represent us. You know what I mean? It's maybe just choose a little bit more carefully who we put there, but they're, they're all, it's all theater. We are just kind of past the age of the, of the classic statesman, you know, uh, I know Henry Clay was, was kind of one of these guys that liked to, to raise hell on the weekends too, but man, we're, we're getting kind of to a lower place. If we got people be vaping at Beetlejuice concerts, even Henry Clay would have been ashamed of that. I'm not sure if it was a Beetlejuice concert, but, uh, Josh, what, what else, uh, what else is in the news? Uh, the, well, the border is still wide open. Uh, there, one <laughs> border check now wide. checking in on the United States, Mexico border. Josh, what is the current state of the Mexico wide open, still open. Yep, that concludes open. this update. The update is the border is still <laughs> right. Hold on one second. Yep, still, still wide open. open. Still open. 
Yep. It's, uh, uh, we, Mer- we've, had some, we've had some East Africans and some Chinese people come through. It's, it's not guys from fucking Mexico. Okay. Surprise. Uh, as we've been speaking, Merrick Garland has been testifying to Congress or about uh, Hunter Biden and CNN is trying to fact check it in real time, claiming lies and this. So while all of we're, we're talking about Robert, our entire country is going to shit. So that's all going on in the peripheral. If I, I still say every story that we've talked about today, except for the police chief, um, th- there's been like even Russell Brand right now, like that's a big story. As soon as they start pushing information into your head, I don't care if it's Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, as soon as they start pushing information into your head, I know automatically now to believe the opposite until that's disproven just completely believe the opposite because the opposite is true when they tell you there is no evidence of joe biden being part of this scheme with hunter biden some evidence it means there's it means there's so much evidence they don't know what to do with and and you know like how can you say they couch they couch so much in semantics and words you know where they they like uh, we were talking before the, the show today they were talking about um Devin, what's his face? What's his name? Devin Nunes? Yes. No, uh, I forgot his name. But uh, they're talking about uh, it was Hunter Biden's associate, how he was testi- testifying, oh, right. how he was selling uh, the the appearance of influential contact with the president. They have to say he was selling the appearance, meaning even if we prove that he he was selling the appearance, he wasn't actually selling the influence. He wasn't actually influence peddling. Uh, President Joe Biden. It was just the appearance of it. So whatever he gets convicted of, it's just the appearance. And I know what you're saying that like, what, what's the difference there? Well, it, it means a lot in terms of how people think about it. And you could say, well, Hunter Biden was selling the the appearance of influence peddling, but he wasn't. No, it was way worse than that. He was selling actual influencing. You know, it was uh, actual, you know, pay for play type shit with the president. It was it's bad stuff. Like actual actions took place. Actual things happened. And it wasn't just uh, Hunter Biden's little game that we could convict him of. No, but that, that's it, how the, the news is all the time. They always put in put in an extra word in there. They couch things in semantics, and it's very devious. If you ever want to, uh, if you ever want to open your eyes to what is actually going on there, th- this just popped into my head. Watch a little documentary called "The Plot Against the President." Uh, that's actually Devin Nunes and Cash Patel. That's who the the, the people that did the the. Uh, the factual side of the Russiagate investigation and proved that it, it led right back to Hillary Clinton and, and all that other stuff. It's not necessarily partisan. It's just the other side of the story. But Devin Archer is the guy that you're thinking of. Thank you. Yes, that's and, what I meant. And uh, that came from the chats. And if, if, if you watch his interview with Tucker Carlson, it's available on YouTube. It's amazing. Uh, he is very personable, first of all. Second of all, so you can see why he succeeded in business. Second of all, He's not anti Hunter Biden anymore, but third of all, the guy's telling the truth. Like you can tell that he's telling the truth. Um, I think there are some things that he's holding back because he doesn't want to be indicted himself. But he's essentially saying, "Look, uh, when you're dealing with a certain part of the world, the, the Ukrainians, for example, we were told that that prosecutor would not be a problem; that he was being taken care of, and we don't ask what that means." Because it could mean that they're going to kill him. It could mean that they paid him off. It could mean that um, that you know Hunter's dad is taking care of it. We we don't know what that means. But also, when 
they they deal in messages over there. They they send messages. So when Hunter Biden is in a room with a bunch of people from from the Ukrainian energy company, and he gets his dad on the phone, who's the sitting vice president, and they literally talk about the weather, which is what he testified to. Oh yes, that's of the course. message. He is <laughs> he is sending the message that. I I can get the vice president of the United States on the phone anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And that's all that, that's all that's necessary. It's implied, yeah. It's implied. A lot of it it's there's a lot of implied threat, you know, threats or or or, or you know, so they're not going to be shaken down. They can be part of the corruption and they're just going to get paid and it it is all pay for play. It's just like almost like a legal way of doing it. And then you wonder Josh how much of that goes on every day in washington dc yep and then how much of our tax dollars are being used for it how much of our tax dollar like because you think how much of our own money is being used with other people to buy other things that have nothing to do with you'll never see it we'll never see any benefit from it they're gonna send money over here or we're gonna put money for this this thing over here we're gonna send a relief package to this over here or we're gonna make sure that this this tax break for this thing that's getting built in this district because I helped you get this thing over here we're gonna get this tax break over here and all you needed that funding for this police department we're gonna get you guys that and oh remember that new fire truck you guys needed yeah FEMA just released some fun it's all just scratch your back here scratch your back there and that's, that's what everybody's been trying to yeah drug deals trying to point out and the influences you're talking about is just like if someone wanted, like if, if someone the one with the wolf pack wanted to talk with Drew or or John or Eric or somebody else other than myself, and you talk with me, I say, hey, you could talk with them, but it's going to cost you five hundred bucks. And they go, well, how how I don't know about that. And I go, I have them like this. I can call them on an instant. I can get them on the phone. And I call you and say, hey, Drew, what's up? And like, hey, man, what's up? And then we just talk to shit. And I hang up. That's how fast I can get them on the phone. If you want that to happen, it's going to cost you five hundred dollars. Sure. This, yeah, this five, is no different. 500 million. 500 million. This is no different. <laughs> uh, at Failure to Stop, we are a family of shows. Mondays, we do a show called Uncuffed. It's two former cops turned comedians by the names of Eric Tanzi and Jay Durrell White. Very, very funny. Uh, it's. I, um, I thought they were former comedians and future cops. That show now makes possible. a whole lot more sense to me. It depends on what if you're from the past that that is what happens so tuesday nights is a show called true crime it's kendra drama and uh she it goes through true crime cases she with the eye of a former cop she teams up with uh, eric tanzi and they they bring you uh very cool and funky uh cases um pretty funny stuff actually go back and watch that Kendra Drama is going to be featured on Com Center, which is our Thursday show. Oh, Thursdays yeah. at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, it's John and I, uh, and we're going to have Kendra on this week uh, talking about um, Frankie. Uh, Ru- what's her name? Ruby Frankie. Uh, I was the- never informed of the case. I've been worried about sure it all were. week. Sure you were. So Friday is uh, going to be a breakdown. We're going to be doing uh, something that, you know, we could have consulted with John with, but uh, we're having, um, uh, I, I can't think of the name of the podcaster. We're having a podcaster on uh, who does a, um, a prison podcast that is going to talk to us about the, um, we're just going to discuss the the guy that went on the loose, the guy that crab walked up the wall and a very, very bad person that was uh, recently recaptured. So that's Friday on Friday Breakdown. Sunday is a show called Night Shift TSI. It has conservative ant who is Anthony Ramonde, 
very popular fella and uh, Eric Tanzi, and they delve into the unknown and they delve into the supernatural. And uh, last last week's show was kind of a, a treat before the veil uh, was on there. He was a pot. He's a podcaster. He's uh, kind of a um, um, aficionado or, or he's experienced pre-birth experiences so he got to pick his body and he got to pick listen it's a blast go go to youtube and watch that uh download it wherever you can and let's not forget our sister uh or brother i guess we could call them podcast anti-hero podcast which is uh available for download anywhere uh that's you know special forces slash law enforcement officers great great time uh great you know great time had by them and um, I just can't remember the name of it, but underpaid producer Elijah, what's the Getting name a of grip. it, Josh? Getting a grip, Getting a grip on uh, this. is another one that's on the network. Uh, download that anywhere you can. And then, of course, this is Wednesday at noon, and we call this last call of the day. It's so you don't sound like a J-O in front of your uh, friends at the week on the weekend barbecue. We're also trying to kind of pull you away from the mainstream media and just present some facts to you so you can do the research on your own and you don't have to listen to any one of us in particular, just uh, kind of do what you got to do to uh, know what the current events are, but you know, do your own research. Josh, you have anything you need to plug? No, can't wait for comp center tomorrow night. Uh, that that's always fun. I'll be back on the backside of it. And then we've got, uh, we're going to actually, we, yes, I do. Come think of it, John may or may not be there. I'm not sure. He hasn't decided yet, or he kind of committed, but maybe not. I called. Uh, I, might... I called him on the phone last night to confirm. I got. I got somebody else backing me up. The only one in suspense about this is you, and I do it to you intentionally so that you cannot feel confident about what the what you're doing in your life. So we might have a foursome. It might be a threesome. John might be there. Carly might be there. But Kiefer and I are going to record another down the pole this afternoon or this, this evening. It's all about firemen. <laughs> Look, th this is great. You guys need to head over to uh, our Patreon when you get a chance. Not necessarily just to give us money, but if you you know feel so inclined, that would be great. www.patreon.com slash fairy to stop. Because John and Josh are constant content providers on and that. And Kendra. Kendra too. And Kendra. She's, she's coming on strong. Uh, she's a full-time student and... Uh, a contributor on our Patreon. Josh does this thing with the uh, Drew Chief got Keith some called... good stuff dropping too on Patreon coming up. I won't say what it is, but you got some stuff coming. You got some stuff <laughs> yeah. in the chamber. Yeah, don't say what it is, please. Uh, so um, <laughs> I did have a conversation with somebody this morning that uh, would interest a lot of people. Uh, but at any rate, down the pole is with Chief Keith. It's a firefighter that talks with Josh about first responder related issues and fire related issues. And then John does this show with a, a fellow by the, run by the name of Jake. And they talk about the world of corrections and um, and uh, jail facilities, prisons and whatnot. And it's amazing if you've never listened to it. It's great stories. And uh, unfortunately, John is on it as well. I'm there, uh, yeah. John, John, what uh, what do you have? to uh hard times always a good time it's not just jake we get other people on the show sometimes if you go and listen to our oh. back catalog we have there's a two-part episode where we had a, a prison nurse on and she had like if you like gross stories stuff that shocks you and warps your nightmares go back and listen to that my old fto when i was a brand new uh, officer did an episode with me and we we, came, we threw back some drinks and 
So if you want to get to know, you know, the, the people at Failure to Stop a little bit better, so you could do that. It's a, it's all bonus content for you. If you go to Patreon, you get all the shows all in one place for you conveniently. But then, like, we randomly drop wonderful stuff on you. You get, like I said, that show that Kendra and I did last week. We just decided to do it. We said, you're you're paying for Patreon. That's enough. You're, you're already paying for it. We're going to give you extra content. We're going to help fill up your commute. Or whatever's going on in your life with uh with fun stuff and we also take requests you can uh email her at uh, uh whatever her email address is and send her some stories and make it part of the next episode <laughs> and I say with me if you, if you if you have something that you want us to produce for patreon like we literally work for you at that point so let us know we'll make shows about whatever you want you know halloween's yeah. coming up if you got spooky shit let us know it's not a haunted hayride, sir. Uh, this is not a haunted hayride. Essentially, what we want to do is preserve that recording uh, of the video. Yes, we're going to put yes. it on Patreon for. A I wasn't of wearing days, makeup. Maybe a, couple, maybe a couple of weeks, and then we're going to put it over on our Rumble and YouTube channels. Please subscribe to Rumble. Please subscribe to YouTube. Rumble doesn't cost anything, by the way. Nope. Uh, and you can become a member on YouTube if you feel so inclined, and and you know you can pass the hat and, and put money in the tip jar uh if you want if to do you that want to well. see us here next year hit like subscribe and share the show with your aunt sally we got to keep growing or it's over all of us will go get real jobs except for drew who will enjoy the rest of his retirement yeah uh, just pass away peacefully in my probably sleep, so. be abbreviated you guys have seen lethal weapon you know how it is when someone's headed into retirement <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to keep drew alive for the love of god share the, share the show with yes. somebody my uh, I, the lights are out in this room because I'm trying to save on electricity. I'm eating cat food as it is, and I need uh, money for my life support. So, uh, he's joking, you, but yeah, I'm very put hungry. The... Share the show. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Sally is a, is a pivotal role in uh, all of our livelihoods. Uh, so on behalf of Dead Leg Media, who is Josh sitting at the far other side of me, the guy in the middle with the Dallas Cowboys hat, John, I don't know if that's... Five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> John, at difficult to look at pictures on Instagram. Go look at some of those sketches. He's been on fire lately. And me, at Drew underscore Breezy, B-R-E-A-S-Y. I'm uh, available on Instagram. I am also available for uh, bot mitzvahs. I play the uh, violin. Uh, just give me a call, give me a ring, do what you got to do. But until we see you tomorrow night on Com Center, uh, guns up, giddy up. Thank you all for being there. We love you. <laughs>